one. Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the podcast. It is not called Standing O anymore. It is now called Mostly Right, Totally Wrong, or Mostly Wrong, Totally Right, depending on what we're talking about. You can call it whatever. Uh, my name is Michael Wright. I am the host. We have <laughs> Mike Heinemann, Cody Leon, and Scott Gladstone in the house. Boys, how we doing? Yeah, yo. And fantastic. So we are here, gathered here tonight on this Friday evening because tomorrow morning, bright and early, the Premier League is back for the 2020-2021 season. And I, for one, cannot wait. Oh, and Scott has now left the podcast, which is exciting. But so we wow. are just going to jump right back into this because Scott is now joining again. His Wi-Fi is really poor. But Mike, introduce hey, yourself. Who are, you, who are you a fan of? Uh, I am a huge Chelsea fan. Uh, Hail King Drogba. <laughs> no comment. Scott, who are you a fan of? Uh, I like Tottenham, but uh, their failures never fail to disappoint me. Um, but I'm more of the Seattle Sounders fan. I think they're going to avoid relegation from the Premier League next year. It's the most Scott response I could have ever asked for. Cody, you're the neutral um, fan here. Yeah, uh, biggest uh, Bro- Brighton and Hove Albion fan you could, you've ever come across. Huge Neil Pie guy. Huge Neil Pie guy. All right, look, so now that we've introduced ourselves and our teams, first question, obviously, is who's winning the league? Who wants to go I'm going to say Man City. Why? I think that, like, actually, I think it's either them or Liverpool because I feel like they've already had a great team to build off beforehand, and, like, all the guys that they added will slot in seamlessly, and they've got the chemistry. Because Chelsea, like, they spent the big bucks, but, like, they have, like, so many new guys that I don't I don't know if they're going to be able to, like, pull off that consistency in the beginning of the season. So... I think it's going to be Man City, if not Liverpool. Yeah, Mike, does Man that City worry you? Um, no. I mean, I think this season, the beginning of the season, none of the teams have really had any preseason games, to be completely honest. It's been pretty – especially with all the internationals that just happened. So, I think that, yeah, I mean, probably we're looking at five to six new transfers being in our starting 11, which – you know, that's a huge. That's difference. why I think Chelsea is going to get a slow start because, like, there hasn't there hasn't yeah. been any pieces. I think to speak of. the better piece there is that, unfortunately, three of those signings are not going to make the starting eleven on Monday. They're injured. Yeah. Um, Thiago Silva just got. Who to was London. injured? Thiago Silva just got to London Yikes. under quarantine, oh. um, so he hasn't trained with the team yet. Um, Chilwell is still recovering from his in- injury from the la- end of his last season, and then. Um, Ziyech kind of twisted his knee and he's in friendly against Brighton. Um, Unfortunate. Frank saying he's still probably two to three weeks out still, which is pretty rough considering, you know, 35 million is no small fee. Uh, No. And you just got some random new goalkeeper too. Yeah. um, I've done a little bit of research on Mendy. I think he, he's tall, which Kepa's not. So I think given our, weakness on set pieces. I think he'll be a good commanding force for that. I think he'll provide a good competition for Kepa to either step up this game. Mike, what are your expectations for Kepa? I think Kepa will probably play 30% of the games this year, mostly cup and maybe early. You give him secondary games? Get him the secondary? I think he is definitely going to – He'll keep the number one jersey, but he will not be the number one goalkeeper if we sign Mendy. Because doesn't Frank not like Kepa very much? He doesn't, but both he and Czech are fans of his potential still. I think they still see him as a – It's a. he's a very specialty goalie because he isn't, you know, 6'6". Six, six. I think he's just over six foot. He's just really – So he's got to play – got to play a different style of ball if we're going to play him. So. Fair. Super fair. Scotty, where do you stand in all this? What do you think? Well – I mean, I think when you look at potential winners, it's kind of – I think it's a three-horse race, um, really. Um, and I think it's even can be divided up more into a two-horse race with Man City and Liverpool. Um, and then Chelsea, because of their transfer window signings, they've kind of wedged their way into having that top-quality Premier League winning talent. Um, 
I still think Man City is going to be pissed off that they didn't win it last year. Um, and I think I, I think Ake is a big signing in the back there. Um, having a left-footed center back is really um, – it can be crucial to, to, to teams that use it well. And so um, I think he will be more instrumental because um, I, I think they – They've missed company um, after they lost him last year. I think he was a veteran presence um, in the back that made plays when he needed to. And uh, Ake is obviously not the same age or anything, but but having, um, you know, bringing a center back in that you can rely on to make those plays and, and also, you know, step up and, and um, you know, get his head in on set pieces, I think he's going to push them across the line. And I think they're going to win. I think when you look at Chelsea – I think they'll have the best second half of any Premier League team. But I, I they kind of remind me of uh, the big three in Miami um, for the Heat when they all came together. Uh, maybe maybe they don't have the best player like LeBron James, but, but it, it's kind of this super team where you look at it on paper and you see really good stuff. But, you know, you can't come on with a bunch of guys you never played before and immediately win – every game by, you know, five goals. And so, um, yeah, so I, I think I think just like in Miami with the big three, there'll be some growing pains. And, uh, you know, fortunately in basketball, they have the playoffs um, to, to make a run at it. But I, I think just kind of meshing together will take them um, – They'll, keep, they'll stay in the top six the whole season, but um, Man City and Liverpool—it's it's a sprint um, the whole the whole game, and, and every every draw is lost points. So uh, I think I think they'll be in the mix, but they'll fall behind Man City and Liverpool and won't be able to catch up. Yeah, yeah I think I think, I'll go for it, Mike. I think going back to answering your question, since I kind of went off on the Chelsea tangent, um, <laughs> I think City will probably. I think they'll win. I think Liverpool could easily slide to third, especially if Klopp starts losing interest in or in support of the board. Like if they don't get Thiago, if they don't get somebody that he wants over the line, I think he's gonna lose that you know extra touch that he has in the dressing room and could really not push his players as much as they did. It could be kind of this mission accomplished for Liverpool. That's and that's I think where I'm. If they have a 5% drop and City have a 5% gain over last year, oh, it's game over for them. Yeah. No, I, I, I disagree. Really Klopp, Klopp has always been, like, he's, like, such a good man motivator. Like, that's, that's why he, like, did so well at Dorman, like, before, like, that last season where he left. So, I think, like, all the players realize they're not going to, like, wrestle on the laurels. Because I, I feel like that's what kind of happened – with Man City, because they'd had, like, that 100-point season, and they were like, okay, and then Liverpool just came out of the gates, like, hungry and storming to the lead. And I could, I don't think that's going to happen to Liverpool, because they waited so long, and, like, they really want to submit their legacy, I think. That's fair. I think it's going to be close, but also, going off, Mike, your point, you can see some cracks, especially once the restart happened. There was some inconsistency in Liverpool's play, and I think I don't think that's going to happen to the extent – because it's obviously a new season. But the big the big thing, I mean, there's no signings. City have obviously upgraded with Ake. They've got Fernand Torres. Who else did they sign? I mean, they're looking at Kubiali. Kubiali I mean, still. The big thing, I think, for Ake is they have Laporte, who is that starting left-footed yep. center back. And they've been putting Fernandinho in next to him when, he's, when Laporte's healthy. I think yeah. – that's probably their two starting center backs at the start of the year with Ake kind of rotating in and even playing left back. He's played there before. And he's quick enough. And he's definitely quick enough. And I think that was Chelsea's biggest thing when we were looking at him in last January. I think that was our biggest thing is he could play left back, he could play left center back. And I think he'll be a good squad depth piece. And also, like, I don't think Guardiola has the full trust in Mendy. Um, yeah, he's his, his performances are – Kind of up down all over the place. He's a good player. Mendy has always been super inconsistent, though. Like injuries. At AS Monaco, he like he would play like a worldie, and then you'd like see two that the same side. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't think I see Guardiola losing again. Like I don't. I don't know. I think. I think if they're off pace in January, they're gonna go out into the window again. Like no, 
No, Manjo oh, wants yeah. to buy in January because that shows yeah. that their team has weaknesses. But yeah. if they're off the pace a little bit, I could see that changing for sure. Well, I'm I'm intrigued by the fact that Liverpool haven't pushed to make any signings this window. Because yeah. even I read something this morning, Klopp had an interview. He knows nothing on the Tiago deal. He's like, yeah, I admire him as a player, but I don't think we've made any contact, which is interesting with what, less than three weeks left in the window? That's interesting i'd be a little concerned if i was a liverpool fan granted your team is amazing we know that but i mean it's a long season and i just don't think i see them keeping that pace of play to what city is going to come out with i think in the super short season that it's going to be the games are going to come quick and fast and i think city have the depth that liverpool don't like minamino shakiri Kaida, <laughs> like as soon as you get out of that starting eleven, that kind of consistency and that skill drops significantly. He has the power off the bench to really power them through, yeah. Yeah. especially when these games start coming thick and fast. All right, that's a good segue. Unless anyone have have any other points, unless you think Cody, unless you think Brighton are going to win the league, um, what do we what do we think our top four is going to look like? I think it's obviously still City. Liverpool, either one or two. Mike, I really think Chelsea are going to be third and could fight for second if they put in a really good string of games, especially in the new year. Fourth fourth is where I'm going to make my argument. I <laughs> Fourth is where I will make my one argument. I think Arsenal, if we can manage – I don't know how we're going to do it. If we can manage to get Thomas Partey – or Husam Awar, which are the two uh, free tra- the two transfers we're still looking at. If we can get any of those guys, either of those two, I think we can challenge for a top four if we can consistently put in performances. That being said, realistically, I would be excited or I'd be happy, I should say, with fifth. And especially if we could challenge for a Europa League title. That'd be really nice. But unless Arsenal really put in together consistent performances, which Arsenal and consistency are not oh, two things I'd use in the same sentence a lot, I think realistically we finished fifth. That's my Arsenal rant. And I could have gone more. Is it too hot of a take to say that Leicester could end up fourth? They won't. I could. I, I think they had their run like, and they fell short. Like, I think that was it for them. They don't have a new left back still. And that was – the way that they play, they have to have that cover at the back. And the thing is with Leicester, too, is they just when, – when they face a team that's lower than them, they just score and score and score and score and score. They're always on offense. And I think every, every time they play a new team, every time there's a new season, you're going to have new players on different teams that are going to change whatever team you're playing against. And I just don't see Leicester scoring nearly as many goals and finishing as high up in the table as they did. Because I thought, like, last season, if I'm not mistaken, they were pretty consistent, like, until, like, the restart. after Christmas. Yeah. yeah. They're super Which is consistent when, like, until the restart. Shit like, kind had, of, like, went south. They had several games. They scored five-plus goals. I mean, they're a good team. Yeah. I just think – I think they caught a lot of people off guard, and I think that's not going to be the case this year. And you forget, too, Jamie Vardy's only getting older. Granted, he's still an amazing player. He's still really good, though. He's still like, amazing. Even, like, he has, he's barely lost any, any speed. Yeah. Well, I think the thing for him is his career started so late that he's really almost peaking. Like, he didn't have the stress on his body that a lot of players at his age do. Yeah, what? How is he? 32, 33 now? 32, 33. Yeah. yeah. Scotty, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I'm going to think a lot like you are um, and go to North London, but I'm going to go a little bit further away and, and I'm going to, I'm going to go with Tottenham here. Um, no way. And no way they top four. Have no you way. seen so, uh, the game schedule? Clearly not watched enough all or nothing on Netflix. Yeah. I mean, I'm about two and a half episodes in and at this point, Jose Mourinho looks like a god. They've only lost one game, and, and they're, they're tearing through everybody. But I know the downfall is about to come. Spoiled but, in, you know, I, I mean, I, I think the thing is, is it's definitely Jose's um, kind of, you know, all or nothing year, really, because um, um, if they start going down, he's he's going to have a pretty short leash because um, they're very in- inconsistent. But if you if you look what they did in the transfer window, um, obviously losing a veteran presence like Bertangen is going to be tough um, on the defensive side, but bringing in Hoiberg and, and Doherty 
um, I think will improve them. I think Doherty's a big pickup. Uh, I think Doherty could Wolves. be an undercover signing of the season for sure. Yeah, and and, uh, and and it's really it's really all about staying healthy because that's what really derailed them last year. Um, and 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 being smart and uh, and I mean obviously in all or nothing, Jose talks a lot about how they're nice guys, but they're also um, fragile guys it seems. And and I mean Harry Kane, if he can put a full season together, I mean. He's Come on, and, and, and Juan is, is getting better every game. Um, and De La Lee, if he, you know, gets his gets consistent, um, <laughs> then I mean they ha- they have a three headed monster that rivals anybody in the Premier League. But it's yeah. it's it's all about trying to flatten those out. And can Jose get it out of Tottenham? If he can, they finish fourth. If he can't, they finish tenth. <laughs> My biggest thing is they have little to none squad depth, especially if you look at who they've loaned out two, three plus players. They've loaned out a center back. They've loaned out a center mid, like potentially Danny people Rose that they already too. lost players in with Erickson leaving in January. And then for Tongan this summer, I think with their Europa qualifying games, they play something like seven games or eight they games. In September, and that is a lot at the start of the season when there's been a very short off season. When your best bench players are like Lachelso, who else is on the Tottenham bench? You have what Lachelso? I don't know if Bergwijn well, so starts. Bergwijn, Bergwijn if probably yeah, starts, and then you yeah. probably have more off the bench. But he's just—I mean, he's good. He's just older. Yeah. Right I, I mean that—that's why I say that injuries are big, but also you have to look at their those Europa games and uh, those qualifying games, and they're going to be they're going to be wins. Um, if they're not, if they, if they lose and can't qualify, then their whole season is, is going to be down for a long time. But the thing is, is when you play, you know, whoever they're playing, like the Armenian champion or whoever, um, it's, it's, it's a free win. And what that does is that boosts the confidence so much. Um, and, and for a guy like Dela Ali, who is so form driven, um, that, 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 that could really put him on a good path to, to come out firing. Um, and so it's kind of this double weighted, uh, scale where, you know, they can, they can get behind the eight ball and never catch up, or they could really start feeling good, um, going into obviously a tough Premier League slate. Yeah. You worry a little bit because of like performances from last season. I think it's coming up in the next episode in all or nothing when I can't remember the team name, um, when Tottenham lost in the FA Cup to that fifth-tier team in penalties, I can't remember. That's that's what I was about to say. You can't just chalk those up to victories. I mean, you have those one-nil games that just are complete fluke. I mean, or you just fall apart like Arsenal did against Olympiacos. Like, you cannot see Europa as a free win all the time. Like, those weird games happen, and I think Jose is also pretty – stubborn and I don't know if he's gonna kind of leave that starting 11 that often and those guys are gonna get tired quick yeah but 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 that's also I mean he's stubborn so he's he's gonna take nothing but a win there so he's gonna he's gonna put Harry Kane out there almost every game and and it can Harry Kane handle it yeah. Um, and and that that's where Can it's going to stay healthy. Down. I think is the question. Yeah. And on a on a short off season too. Uh, I mean, yeah. really short, especially with his Europa games. He took some beatings in those or in his uh, yeah. international games. He took some beatings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and and you the the playbook, the textbook defending for Harry Kane is at this point be physical with him. Um, not because you're trying to get him injured, but because you can bang him around a lot because he's a bigger guy and they're not going to call as much fouls on him. Um, stay on compared feet, to like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, and refs just expect him to stay on his feet. Um, but yeah, but I mean, if he can play through that and if he can, you know, wrap up his ankles and uh, continue to be the Harry Kane that we know when he's full strength, then you know, Tottenham could get could get the dominoes rolling, and uh, but it's you know it's really a short way up and a long way down for them. All I know is I'm stoked for North London derby. It'll be good. It'll be fun this season. I yeah, know for sure. Um, I mean, I mean, it. it I, I think it's uh, two coaches that got their kind of first half seasons under their belt, 
And now they had a transfer window to decide if they want to keep the guys that they have or who they want to get. Um, I mean, the contract situation for Arsenal is big, though. It's big. Yeah, dude. I Oh, my gosh. I This season stresses me out. I'm so excited but also so scared. It's, it's just going to be crazy. Um, thankfully, William Floyd is not here, so he can't begrudge us about United being the best team in all of Premier League soccer, which is kind of great. Um, but I, I don't think United finish top four. I don't know. It's, I, think, I could see it happening. Just I think United like, definitely finish fourth. Really? I really think that. I don't think – I guess my argument is – Tottenham, Arsenal, and Man U all don't have the squad depth for a full season. It's fair. Super fair. I think they're going to fight it out with Chelsea for like third or fourth. The thing for me is Ole has 11 players that he can play, and that is it. I think tactically Ole and United struggle. I think they can put in goals and they can score, but I think tactically they're kind of challenged. And I think we saw that, Mike, when you guys played them in the FA semi. I'm super interested to kind of see what happens with Maguire. I want to see what comes out of that story. Like, yeah. If what he said is true, that's a whole different story. But if what the initial reports are true, he should be tossed. He doesn't deserve to play no. Premier League soccer or soccer anywhere, mm-hmm. like, except for Sunday League. You know, like it's just we're Sunday a Scott League center back and or a Scott center back in IM soccer. Seriously, like that's not acceptable behavior for somebody who's supposed to be looked up to. Yeah, especially when you're a captain too. For teams like especially that. when he's the captain yep. of like one one of like yep. the biggest teams in world in world soccer. Yep. All right, boys, we can make a quick transition. Uh, relegation. This is interesting. I feel like relegation is a lot harder to decide. I've got three teams that I think are going to be. I think. I West think Brom's going to go back down. I think yeah. West Brom go down. I think uh, Brighton honestly go down. And I think it's either between West Ham or Leeds. I, or think, I, actually, oh, I don't no, think Leeds no, is no. going to go down. I don't Leeds think I take that back. I think Leeds Fulham. is going to pull a Sheffield, but not. He's they're not going to be top ten. I think Leeds will probably be ten, between twelve. 10 and twelve. Yeah. Leeds yeah. like has like literally the most like patently insane coach known to man. Dude, and, I, yeah. I'm excited to see them play Liverpool. Tomorrow. They could like come out absolutely swinging and do go on this insane run. I don't I mean, think they're gonna Bob get relegated. Rito, just like what a random signing that was. Yeah, what? Calvin yeah. Phillips, stud. I mean, yeah, I have my other relegation team as Fulham. Um, I just don't think they've done enough um, in this transfer window, and and I hate to say it because they're they're kind of like America and London. They've they've uh, had a lot of good American players and they have a, a great American player in Tim Ream um, who has gone up and down with the club. Um, and, you know, we've been to their stadium. Three of us have, um, and, and it was are. a good time um, over there at Craven cottage, but uh, they're, I mean, they're just, they, they haven't kept up in this transfer window um, and same with West Brom. And that's why they're both going to go up and then they're going to go down. But I think Leeds is a team that, um, behind their coach and behind Rodrigo and Helder Costa, they're going to, um, they're going to put some, some fun football together and I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, I agree. It's gonna be I gotta say West Rom are going to be bottom for me. And I think Fulham 19th and I think I'm going to put Brighton. Yeah. 18th. I, think. Yeah, I don't think West Ham or Villa. I think I'm going to put Brighton 18th, mostly because we didn't get – I would put Brighton is staying up over West Ham and Villa, personally. So? I don't know enough about the bottom of the table, though. I just, like, think That's that, fair. like um, – I just think Brighton have, like, those moments of brilliance that, well, like – They have Mapai to injure any starting goalkeeper in the world. Too soon. Well, if, if Emmy Martinez is going to be on Brighton, that's a whole different story. <laughs> Okay, we can segue into what do we want to talk about first? Should we talk about uh, Golden Boot winner or surprise? Yep. Did, did we talk about Did we talk about fifth and sixth? Uh, briefly, I said I think Arsenal realistically will finish fifth. I mean, well, I'll probably yeah. run it through. I think I, I'm going to be a little hopeful. I'm going to go Man City at the top, Chelsea two, 
I think Liverpool is going to run out of steam from their season, and they don't have the squad depth either. Well, I think that I think that's a hot take to think that Liverpool is going to finish. That's a hot, it's a hot, hot take. Hot take for sure. And then I'm going to go Manu four, and then probably Arsenal five, Wolves six. Okay, I like that. I think Cody, what's that, your? Yeah. Keep going, Mike. I think Wolves six just because. They don't have the Europa stuff that they did this last season. And, I mean, they lost Doherty. But I think if they play Triori at right back and change their formation around a little bit, they could still be a force, especially with their coaches, especially with Fabio Silva being this kind of secondary striker. Wolves are a sneaky team. Wolves are a sneaky good team. Cody, what's your top six looking like? I think I'm going to say Man City is going to pull off the W, then Liverpool – Let's see. Oh, God, that is hard. I'd say third is going to be Man U, then Chelsea, then um, – it gets harder. I think Arsenal is going to do – is going to get fifth. I'll I'm going to say that. Leicester is going to pull off sixth. That's not a bad shout. No, not at all. Poor Scotty is frozen Scott, again. His Scott poor Zoom connection. Six here in a little bit. His poor connections. He's got a really good face stuck on him right now. Okay, while he's talking, I'll say my top six. I think it's going to go City, Liverpool, Chelsea. I think Chelsea are going to finish, like, close to Liverpool, I think, within two or three points. Um, And then I think if Arsenal can consistently play well, which I said earlier, consistency doesn't really fit in the Arsenal name, but if we can – I really do trust Arteta and what he's doing, and if we can play – some football like I saw against Chelsea and Liverpool towards the end of the season there in Man City. I think we can play pretty well. Um, realistically, we'll finish fifth, hopefully, with if if the the soccer gods and Arsene Wenger are looking down on us, we finish fourth. Um, but realistically, I think um, fourth is – I don't want to say United, but I don't think Leicester finished fourth. I think United – probably finish fourth with Arsenal fifth, and I think Leicester finished sixth. And I think probably Tottenham seventh because North London's red, baby. Scotty, what do you got? Yeah, um, top four, I already kind of said it, but Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, and then Tottenham, I think, at fourth in an optimistic look. Um, I think the team – you guys were talking about Wolves a little bit as I was cutting in and out there. Um, But – I think the team, the non-top um, six team that is going to make waves is not Leicester, is not Wolves, but I think um, Liverpool's Merseyside opponent is going to be oh, a little pissed off. Um, All right. And I, 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 I think I think if James can uh, can find his find his form there, um, I, I think I think it's a good match for him because um, I think he's been in over his head where he's been. Um, and ever since the the World Cup, where he he kind of blew up, uh, there's been so many so many big expectations, and he's been at those top top tier clubs that expect the best a hundred percent or nothing. Um, and I think a place like Everton that's going to expect something from him and expect something good from him, but is not going to expect him to be the best player in the world right away, um, is a, is a great destination for him. Um, I think they made a couple other big moves. Um, yeah, they got during the transfer window. Alan, yeah, yeah Alan, too. Alan, and and Cuckoo. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I think they've done a really, really good job. Um, and I think I, I mean, it's got to be just so frustrating um, because they sh- they know they should really be in this five and six spot. They know they sh- they should be trying to play with those, um, and uh, and when Liverpool is you know one of the, one of the best teams in the world, um, it's got to be frustrating to see that across town. And so I think it's I think it's going to kind of come to a head. So I see Everton playing at fifth, um, Arsenal six, and, I, and then I think Man Ooh. United is the lowest. Wow. Um, that's wow, a that's take. a that's a, that's a take. take. <laughs> I, I I think I think Ole's running out of steam. Um, I think he had a really good um, season when he came in as the interim. Um, I think last season they 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 just they're kind of flatlining and then they're they're kind of keeping with that Jose type football that's not exciting and it's not they're that's not fair. winning games. They're playing um, 
not to lose them still, and that's still kind of hanging with them. And uh, and I don't see the, the the kind of fire of them wanting to play for um, for Ole. You can only win so many penalties in back-to-back seasons. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I feel like Man U is has so many players who are just capable of like in moments of individual brilliance. And just like hitting like a worldly and just pulling a win out of nowhere. So like yeah. that's why I think that I could see them ending up fourth or third. I think because like the thing that solidifies their fourth is, is if they somehow get Sancho over the line, which I don't think is going to happen. I, I don't think so either. I yeah. think yeah, they're not getting Sancho. Greenwood is their beat right a wing. Hat if they get Sancho, if Greenwood's their right wing, he's just he's too young to be a starter for a top six. Like mm-hmm. that's hard. I yeah I just don't think United have the depth and I think they again they just they go off of these like I feel like almost lucky performances like they play and hang on a little bit like it's yeah. it's hopefully get a penalty and with Donny Van de Beek coming in who apparently created the most penalties too yeah like was yeah so I like who knows I like I feel like this season especially because of the season we came off of is going to be a total toss up. Like we could be saying these predictions right now, and at the end of the year, we could like we could be completely wrong. Like, this well, yeah, year, and the transfer window is not 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 close no, yet. Not close so, so big things can change. Yeah, right? man. I mean, yeah, they're 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 and it's it's going to be interesting uh, to see what what people do and which teams are the most reactionary. And we'll revisit this podcast, don't you worry, throughout the season. And we'll go back to – we will reference this podcast and be like, remember when Scott said this? Yeah, he's stupid for saying that. <laughs> I mean, All do right. you think that there's signings on transfer day for, like, the Premier League transfer day this year? Yeah. It's a long I think window. Whichever big six um, is the lowest, um, you, you get reactionary. I, I mean – I mean, I've watched enough Sunderland until I die to know that uh-huh. sometimes teams freak out and make, you know, yeah, spendy mistakes true. on transfer day just because they, they, they equalize well, a much, bad run. To, how uh, much do you need for your fans to continue to like? Yeah, their outspoken support versus mm-hmm. their cry for help. Well, the thing with I think Arsenal is they're just like they they can't offboard players and they don't want to let well. Yeah, no the one Socrates players, is, it seems like. Yeah, no one – like, in, in teams don't want to let them go on free transfers, too. So it's – Chelsea, it's, who's in a place to sell, sell, sell right now. Yeah. They're not finding buyers for anyone at what we're kind of deeming an acceptable price. So they're all mm-hmm. going on loans with options yeah. to buy. I wonder if come last week of transfer window, if, say, like a Chelsea or an Arsenal are really trying to sign a player, and at least in Arsenal's case, they need the funds – to support this player, whether you offboard five or six for less than you'd want, but just to get the funds to to fund a stud. I think it's – yeah, I think on a personal case, I think losing – if we get rid of Emerson, Bakayoko, probably – I mean – Alonzo. Virginia is still in there. Alonzo we're probably going to keep as our second because he can still play in the wingbacks. I think – Batchuai is already on loan at Palace. Yeah, Crystal. So I think we're losing enough people on the wage bill where Declan Rice come that last week, last 10 days, could still be a shout. I did see that. That would be insane. I would – You. that's that's a – if that transfer would come through, that's a push for you guys, I think, winning the league. I think at that case it would be your, your guys' title well, to lose. Well, it helps us not – Overplay Conte at CDM mm-hmm. more than anything, and, and I've seen a lot. He plays center back enough that next to Tiago, who's going to be such an important role, I think he's going to be a behind the scenes best signing just from a leadership perspective. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot saying that Conte might where where is his place in the team? Where does he fit in? Does he leave after this season? What I think, think we play a four-two-three. I don't one. think there's any way Conte leaves. There's Conte's no not leaving this season. I think. But he's too important. What I've read is he'll only go for eighty million plus. <laughs> and like Inter came at us with a swap deal for Ericsson and Brozovic uh, for Conte. Uh, nobody's gonna pay that much for Conte, so that's why I think he's staying. 
poor Christian Erickson. You kind of felt bad for him watching that Tottenham doc. Total, total Wait, waste of time. But then you also wonder if that is his personality because he's not getting into the inter-team anymore it's either. true. Yeah. It's, it's been really fun watching that doc and just seeing how the, ins, like, the inner workings of a top-tier Premier League team work. It's cool. All right. Um, I don't know how much time left. Time left. Time is left on this Zoom. We're just going to roll with it until we get cut off. Golden Boot, who do we think? Aubameyang. It has to be Aubameyang. Because, like, literally he is of Arsenal's attack. He is their I mean, only like reliable source of goals, and I he's was, really fucking. He's really good. Give a shout so out to Werner, but there's goals coming from everyone in that Chelsea team this year. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Werner's a good shot. Werner's a good shot in like next season, Mike. I don't think he. I don't think he puts up those huge numbers this season. I think, I think the he's Havertz like, Werner connection is going to be huge come five years from now, though. Yeah, dude. I'm even a season from team now. Out. You, you're doing I'm, I'm saying Timo, yeah. yeah. You think he's going to come I, out of the gate I, swinging? Yeah, and I think – well, I mean, the thing is, is he's had he's had a, the biggest offseason of anybody. It's fair. Um, because, because he got transferred. And so I, I'm, I'm sure he's just itching, itching to go. Um, and I think he's going to come out swinging. And I think as soon as Pulisic's healthy, Pulisic's going to be giving him all those assists too. Yeah, so Pulisic's um, healthy, as is Aspi, to start on Monday. Um. I think I just, and Havertz only training for a few days has already gotten Lampard on the side. And I've heard huh. Werner, um, Havertz, Pulisic, and probably Hudson-Odoi will be our starting top four. That is a scary starting lineup on first day of the season. Good God. I think, I think Timo Werner is going to fit in pretty quickly, but I think give him – a month. I think people are going to be really hard on him if he doesn't produce the first two or three games, which is fair. But I think any good player that comes into the Premier League season from a different league needs to take a little bit of time to get used to it. But also, Timo is a world-class striker, and strikers, I feel like, are different positions compared to my boy Pepe or a even a, even a Havertz. I think Havertz is a world class player, but I think it's going to take him a little bit of time too. It's going to be really interesting to see how tactically diverse Lampard mm-hmm. is this year. I yeah. mean, because you could easily do a shout for almost playing two at the top with Tammy. I think Tammy and could be a really good striker. Like I think he'll play better with good players. Could be a great him. poacher with Tammy, yeah. kind of being that kind of center forward, coming off the left a little bit. There's a lot of diversity with yeah. Havertz kind of playing anywhere along the top four places. It's true. I still think I still think my boy Abba gets golden boot. I just think he's too consistent. Yeah, man's, I just think man's like, too good. He knows like he's still like just as like good of a poacher as he was when he still played for Dortmund. Didn't he and, like bangers? He, he knows he, he knows the league, and like he is the focal point of of, of Arsenal's attack. Whereas, like, Easy and like that, that Chelsea team, as you said, there's, like, Havertz scoring goals, Werner scoring goals, Pulisic getting a few here and there. That's why I think it's going to be a bummy. I, I say a bummy is going to get 35. I wow. can see that happening. Holy cow. That's a lot say, of goals. I'm going to say so not, but, at 25 if he stays Ooh. healthy. I think Aubameyang at 25 is my, my thought. I can see him getting 30 if, like, Arsenal can, like, Figure out their attack. 30 is a lot, but that's that'd be oh my gosh, but, did you I imagine? Mean, that'd be that crazy. Would, if he scores 30, that means Arsenal score 36 during the whole season. <laughs> no, Mike, I'm really curious to see how uh your former Chelsea boy William fits into our lineup. He's still a a, a good he's a he's good a, player, he's but a I, smart think he's, player. I think he's I think he's washed. But the thing is what what Arsenal need though is someone who's gonna cr- like who's creating plays, who's creating that forward progress. And you and I can't remember what stat I saw the other day. Willian might not score a ton of goals, but he creates a lot of chances. And I think that's what Arsenal need. We need he's a those smart chances. Player, and I think Pepe can learn a lot from him too. Yeah, I'm, oh, skept- I'm skeptical about Willian. Like, I honestly think he's kind of dead weight, but I hope he. I mean, Arsenal's Chelsea's retirement home. So it's hey, not- hey, 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 hey. We're not going there. <laughs> He'll score a few banger free kicks. I'm sure though. Probably. Do you have any surprises of the season? Do we have any teams or players like a Danny Ings? Do you think Danny Ings will be good again? I don't think so. He got robbed so. on his FIFA card, though. Good God. 
Leeds is a shout. They made Pulisic a non-rare, yeah. which is just like absolutely savage. Dude, Danny Ainge um, is like a 79. That's terrible. Like he had 22 goals last season. He's 79 rated. That's whack. That's uh, Mike, Mike just said it, um, and we've talked about it a little bit, but, um, uh, you know, connecting back, one of my, one of my uh, classmates – um, his name is Danny Evans. He's from Leeds, England, um, and they love Leeds there in Leeds. Um, and uh, and I feel really bad. If there's any fan base that I feel the most um, horrible for be, with uh, with the games being attendance free um, at the time being, it's the Leeds uh, United faithful because um, they haven't been to the premier in the Premier League in a while, yeah, that's and tough. their home opener. In the Premier League would be an imagine if they win too. Team. If they can win yeah. too, could you imagine? Yeah, yeah, and and so I, I mean, I, I I think they're going to finish top ten um, this year, and they're going to kind of ride better. this bounce. Yeah, they're going to ride a bounce. Um, I agree with Leeds just based on the fact that they're like coach is like literally the most insane person ever, and he has like the highest highs but also the lowest lows. So. They would, like, lose, like, 5-0, but also beat, like, Chelsea, like, 4-0. That's what I feel like happens with a lot of newly promoted teams. It's like Norwich, That's too. especially with, like, Leeds. Like, Leeds has, like, the – Leeds is, like, the, is the big, like, X factor. Dude, I just remember being so stoked about Norwich City last season. Timu Puki coming firing out of the gate. So I'm thinking, holy cow, this Norwich team's finishing top ten. And then Timu Puki doesn't score a goal Absolutely. for the rest of the season. <laughs> for, like, ten months. No, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see if teams like Leeds can consistently put together performances like Sheffield did last year. Sheffield were awesome last year. I mean, you look at Everton as also probably the biggest jump in placement, as Scotty was talking about. Mm -hmm. Totally. But, again, I mean, three signings isn't going to change everything, Mm -hmm. but it's going to change a lot. Yeah. You wonder if players like Richardson will have better seasons because of these new signings? Mm-hmm. With like with Hummus feeding him, I could see him having a dope season. Like I'm just saying, he's gonna like, get at least 15. Okay. Uh, in terms of surprises, the other way, I I think there are a few teams that have been kind of establishment Premier League teams that might go down this season. And if West I have to put West Ham, um, but also another London team, Crystal Palace, um, mm. they they haven't done anything in the transfer window, and their mm-hmm. core. I mean, they've been built on a lot of a lot of speed. Um, Wilfred Zaha, baby. That's it. Yeah, it's literally. Yeah, but but, but, but but in Townsend, they they they're. I think they haven't they haven't revamped um, themselves, and I I think if there's, you know, I I think West Ham hasn't done much, but but I think Chris Bell says that more of a chance to get relegated. Um, because they're just—they're not—they're not doing anything. They haven't if done Chelsea, anything. Chelsea, if Chelsea nab Rice, West Ham's going down. Yeah, no, De- no. Declan Rice is the only player worth anything on that West Ham team, besides Cody's boy Yarmolenko. <laughs> he sucks. Hey, he scored one great goal against Chelsea. That's all that matters. <laughs> he has one banger a season, and then he just doesn't do anything else. Oh man, that's funny. So what's our what's our first? So as the this video, not video, this podcast will be posted probably early tomorrow morning because I'll be hopefully up watching the Arsenal game. Um, what are first week matchups, Mike? Who are you guys playing? Brighton team we played in our friendly. We drew one one in the friendly, but their goal was a last minute penalty. Interesting. Um, you guys play Sunday. We play Monday at oh. one Mountain Time. Nice. Um, I think it's going to be a nervy first 25 minutes, to say the least. I'm a little nervous. For Thank God, I'm going to be honest. I'm really glad um, there are no fans because I think Fulham would definitely have the advantage tomorrow. Um, but I don't know. I mean, with a newly promoted team, I worry that they're going to come out firing and get like a, a goal in the fifth minute or something stupid in classic Arsenal fashion, and then we just struggled to equalize the whole game. The biggest or, boost or we you guys beat him have 5-0. Is, the biggest boost you guys have is David Luiz is out for the game. Yeah. I don't know, but that, that just means, I mean, we're going to start William Saliba, who is, 
that stud who was on loan to I can't remember what French team. Saint Etienne. Yeah, there you go, Saint Etienne. And then I don't know. I don't think Gabriel starts. He probably comes off the bench. But then again, it's that. that... When do you? How many times do you see a center back come off the bench? <sighs> Dude, I don't know. I but I don't like. Do we start Rob Holding? I just I don't know. I think you do because he played well at the he end did. of the season. He did, but Rob Holding's one of those players where he'll put in a great performance when it matters, and then when it's a dumb game like a Aston Villa at the end of last season, he absolutely sucks. So what's the what's the story in Socrates? Is he, he was, out of the team? Is he just kind of pushed out? He was linked. Who was he linked with? He was linked with an Italian team, and as was Torreira and Bellerin was looking at PSG for a bit. That's I have heard. I, I think PSG so many... just got Florenzi, though, so That's I don't think you have to worry about that. Yeah. I just – Arsenal transfer news is just all over the place. There's There'll be days where it's just packed with news, and then there'll be a week or so with absolutely no news, and fans are just freaking out over Twitter. So I really don't know. I don't know what to expect. I know Aubameyang will probably score at least once, whether it's from a penalty or some cheeky little goal. Um, I'd love to see Lacazette get off to a nice start. There's rumors of him being sold, but I think he's going to stay. And I think he's a, I think he's a crucial player too. I think he gets sold soon though, because we have young players like Nketiah and Willick who are studs and we've got a decent young base too. And I think we'll be good come hopefully a few seasons from now. How long is Martinelli still out? Apparently I saw something today. He should be back to full training and hopefully playing in games before end of the year, which is nice. But it's that's long, dude. It's crazy. It's injuries are going to be huge this year, especially with all the games. So who knows what teams will fall, what teams will rise. That's why I can see Tottenham pulling an Arsenal and going eighth. Yeah, that's that's if I'm a Tottenham fan, I'm worried if any of my key players get bye, Cody. If any key players get injured, your season might be in jeopardy. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think I think it's for me. Um, it's the game of the week um, or the match of the week um, in in this match day one, um, and it is Everton versus Tottenham because those are two teams fun. that I brought up um, mm-hmm. that could go up and. And they also they also could go down, um, and I think the the winning team takes a lot of confidence winning against another team that that is is coming into the season with high hopes. Um, and yeah, so I, I think that one on Sunday is going to be a fun one. Heck yeah! And, I, and I don't know who's going to win. We'll we'll see uh, how the new signings for Everton do um, versus how how Jose um, gets the team to perform coming into the new season. Heck yeah. All I know is I'm excited. I've got to hopefully wake up in less than six hours for this Arsenal game, which should be super exciting. Realistically, I don't wake up, but hey, I might show up for the second half. But all I know is that was a dope podcast. We'll definitely revisit this this topic. We will talk about our teams, how we're doing. One, wait, one question. Yeah, one question. what you got? Closing take. Um, this is random. I thought I thought of it, and I want to know what your guys' thoughts are. And then we should Bayern, definitely do a closing take. Yeah. Yeah. If what's Bayern your... Munich? If Bayern Munich played in the Premier League, mm-hmm. what? Where would they finish? First. Yeah. Without a doubt. I think either first, like, or I can see City battling them, like back and forth. But then I think Bayern pull away in the last two months. Yeah. Iron depth is what insane. Uh, it's insane, and they're just so. Especially once they they've added Sane now. Yeah, oh like, my god, dude! They they struggled. There's a few times during Champions League run where I worried a little bit because they they'd get broken up just a little bit on like the defensive side if they are getting countered. They're, yeah, their two but, center backs oh have god. definitely have to get used to communicating still. But the thing is, they have the ball for ninety percent of the game, so they don't have to worry about defense that much when they're playing in the other when they're playing in the opponent's half and apparently so, Neuer's aging like fine wine so yeah dude oh my gosh man is the finest well, of wines <laughs> and I, I mean I think the best signing one of the best signings you have to look at in any league um in the past couple of years has been Alfonso Davies 
And and I mean, a lot of people didn't know about him because a lot of people don't play to MLS, pay attention to MLS, and I don't. Kid is I don't blame him. But uh, but I remember watching him as a MLS as a Sounders fan, watching him when he played the Sounders, and as a 15 year old kid, he was harassing the Sounders, one of the best teams in the league, um, single handedly, and it was he was incredibly fun to watch and um and i think he's a smart kid um he's hilarious he works too. hard yeah, yeah he's quickly and, become and, one and of my favorite non-arsenal players i think he's awesome i think where he excels obviously is speed and quick thoughts but he can definitely get caught out i think he tries to use his speed to recover a little too often and i think now that people know he's there he's gonna get caught a few mm-hmm. too many times i've seen yeah. it happen in fifa <laughs> all right hot what are your what are your closing takes any closing takes is this like is this like our super surprise no just kind of what is your kind of one liner for the season do you have one yeah i think chelsea's building a team for a future potential for now i think um joe hart wins goalkeeper of the year you're the worst. <laughs> uh, I think, I think, oh man, hot. I don't need, I, does, does, does Abba, does Abba sign? Oh, he already has. Month? He already has. Apparently this, there were news, news broke this morning is he signed and there was a, um, there was a press conference. Arteta had a press conference and the uh, reporter asked him the question. He's like, He's smiling the whole time. He's like, you guys have asked me this question like a hundred times since last season. You can tell the fans to relax. <laughs> it's essentially what he said. So I'm – dude, who knows? I'm just so over Arsenal and announcing things at this point. I know it's done, and I think it's been done. But honestly, I think they haven't announced it because the board is still trying to work on other transfers. So I think they're holding off on it. I would not be surprised if I wake up at 4.30 tomorrow morning, an hour before kickoff, and there's a, hey, our Aubameyang signs a three-year deal. Um, and it just takes the complete excitement out of all of it. But, yes, he's signed already. My biggest worry is, dude, if he gets injured or something happens, we are toast. Absolutely I think toast. Ha- I think the other side of that is if his contract's too big, you guys are going to lose out on RR on parte because that's you why guys we're aren't just trying to get money. rid of that dead weight that's why that's why we're trying to get rid of the socrateses the terreras the mustafis there's the we have like 33 i saw it was like 33 players that's a lot of dead weight that like even if we get 5 million 10 million i don't even if it's money it can go towards a parte or an awar fund and then you just at what point do you if you're Edu Gaspar, who's our like head chair guy, Mikel, at what point do you just go to Stan Kroenke and be like, "Give me the money, you big ass billionaire"? <laughs> Scotty, so, you got another take, or are you gonna stay with Joe Hart? I like the Joe Hart take. That was a good one. It's a terrible you're, take. You want another take out of me? Yeah, a little bit. You said you had um, notes for give this. Give me something dude. a little I'm bit. So ready. Real. Listen, um, Dele Alley, Premier League Golden Boot. He's going twenty-five. He could. Um, uh, worst striker. Worst center back pairing. This is the actual real life. Worst center back pairing out of the big six. Who is it? Maguire. Maguire and Lindelof, definitely. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. it's hard to kind of. But, I mean, losing Vertongian for Tottenham, does that mean Dyer starts at center back where yeah, he was you have a little older, bit? Older, wild, and who else? I think Alderweireld and if Dyer's the other, definitely Tottenham. If it's Alderweireld and Sanchez, still might be a shout. Still, I yeah, think Tottenham might man. have the weakest center back pairing. That's yeah, that's dude. I don't even think about didn't even think about that. Yeah, because what Matt Doherty's left back, correct? Right wing, yeah. Back. Right wing, dang. I mean, and Eric Dyer usually plays left back, or he did last. He season. plays well. No, he, Dyer he plays CDM, or really? he played center yeah, back towards he, the end of the season. He Not wants sure. to play center back. He's expressed. Okay. Um, uh, He's a big dude. He's a big boy. Does, big scary boy. The only one with any <laughs> ferocity on that team. His head is square. It's um, huge. Uh, is De Gea 
the starter at Manchester United at the end of the season. There was a poll. Yeah. I saw a poll with this on Twitter, and it was it was fifty three percent De Gea, forty three percent Dean. Henderson. I think it's De Gea. I, I think it's still De Gea too. Out De Gea. Unless unless he just Dean. has an absolutely shambolic performance, I just don't think Ole is still. He's had some shambolic performance, but like I'm talking, like playing a top six team and him letting in two goals or something like a, a Portugal 2018 world cup performance for him. I to think be if McGuire is suspended for any period of time, they leak goals and they throw in Henderson for a little bit. But I think if McGuire comes back and they have built some confidence, he might squeeze back in. It's true. Cause he's just the bigger name right now. That's the bottom line. He's got the money on him. Mm-hmm. If you were if you're a United fan, if you lose McGuire, dude, you guys are in some real trouble. Sure, you might be able to score some goals, but dude, you guys are gonna concede two, three. Well, the thing is, they have to know before the transfer window closes, or they're screwed. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I've heard nothing since the event, like Mm -hmm. since the whole thing happened. I have no idea what the whole McGuire. His shout was a hell of a shout. Yeah, his story that is a whole other. That's a whole other story. That's a By serious, a serious a take. That's the biggest take of the night is McGuire's. That is the hottest take. <laughs> That's the hottest take of the night is McGuire's of story. The season. Is, is McGuire's take. agent's take, actually. <laughs> Probably. My hottest take, not for this season, but, you know, we'll say it's a pseudo 2025-2026 Premier League season. MVP of the season, Jordan Morris. Okay. <laughs> He's the GOAT. <laughs> Do you really think he makes a Premier League move? Do you no, think he's Premier League know. quality? <laughs> I, no. I think he could be Isn't a good player in the old? championship. No, he's not. He's in five years, six years? Well, yeah, that's the prime, baby. Prime's like – how old is he right now? He's probably, what, 25, 26? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, prime is right he's now. Washed up. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's gonna win MLS. He should. He's in the conversation for MLS MVP this season. It's also like week four or something like that. True. Well, it's kind of like between week four and week like seventeen, depending on how you look at it. It's, it's all butchered up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's but, an interesting. But take. listen. But actually, actually, young American. Um, player that I'm looking forward to watching this year in the Premier League. Obviously, Christian Pulisic, but Anthony Robinson um, just signed with Fulham out of Wigan. Yeah. Um, haven't seen him a lot because obviously he's been playing at Wigan. Who watches Wigan? Um, <laughs> Wigan but, fans. <laughs> but uh, but but I'm really looking forward to seeing him because I, I, I've I've watched some highlights and I've seen a lot of really good um, you know reviews on on his on him and. Uh, and I think he is part of what we're starting to look at as, um, you know, a, a potential step up generation in American soccer. I guess um, if we're going at, off that, Wes McKinney. McKinney. Yeah. Who do you, do you think he plays at UVA? He plays cup mm. games. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, please, I think we please, need plays over Aaron Ramsey. No, really? I, I I think I think he we need to we need to hope that he um, is able to absorb some of the wisdom from the players there, um, and yeah. and because I, I think that's what um, Pulisic has done at BBB and at Chelsea now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tell you can, you can tell you can, him how he plays. Yeah, you can tell think, that you know he's learning from Willian. He's learning from from X, Y, and Z guy. Um, I think Pedro has a really huge behind the scenes influence on him. The way he plays is a lot like Prime Pedro. It's true. Yeah. But, I mean, depending on how much you watch the U.S. men's team and and, uh, and McKenney and Shaka, Shaka, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, then uh, he, uh, from what I've seen of him, I lo- he plays with a fire. Um, um, he plays intense. He plays hard. He goes on crazy runs, and he gets back and plays good defense. Um, and, and I think that's – that's what you need to, to be as an American um, because you, you need to, you need to be able to uh, take, take punches and take hits and be gritty on the field and also off the field. Because um, I think there's a conversation surrounding Pulisic right now that would not be the same if he was Dutch, if he was German, um, he'd be considered one of the hottest, um, 
you know, young players in the world. Um, but I think there's always speculation on you as an American player um, playing in Europe um, and, I mean, playing in the MLS as well. Uh, but especially in Europe. I mean, he, he this season has to be his worst season um, like when you look back at it in 10 years, um, yeah. he needs to improve every season to keep up with the, um, the kind of up or nothing um, that, that people are going to see from him as an American player. Realistically, when do you, when do we think the U S will compete seriously compete at a world cup? I don't think it's going to be 24, 28 is your best guess. I mean, what, what do you consider seriously compete? Cause like, I, I think, I, I think, think Brazil, they seriously competed. Quarterfinals. I mean, they, took, they took Brazil to, or I mean, they took Belgium to ex, extra time. Um, and Wondolowski was a goddamn bunny from miss, from fucking sending us to the quarters over one of the top teams in world football. Um, but I, I mean, I, 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 I think I mean, come I, 2028, I, you got to be pushing for a semifinal. If you're home, if you are home World fine. Cup, you're pushing for semis at least. Yeah. I I also see there's going to be some weirdness that happens in 2022 um, with the World mm. Cup being it's be where so it is weird. in the season. In December um, too, man. Yeah, be, I mean, because you take a look at what the NHL did with Olympic hockey um, last time around, and they said we're not going to send the players, yeah. um, and the MLS is not going to do that. But what is the Premier League going to do? Um, they're going to cramp their season. They're, I mean, guys are going to be out of shit. I mean, you know, they're going to be like Tottenham's schedule right now. You know, they're going to be beat to hell. Well, meanwhile, the MLS is going to be coming off uh, of their season. That, that's where a lot of the U.S. players come. And there's going to be a handful, like yeah. the Pulisic's and the West McKinney's, that are going to be in the middle of their season and are going to be a little tuckered out. But, I mean, Jordan Morris, Christian Roldan. Um, Any and, Sounders you know, player. All, yeah, I mean, the whole team should be starting. Um, and who knows, come 20, 2022 – who knows what U.S. stud might come up and might find a place on the team and come off the bench and have some heroics. I mean, who knows? Who's that? Yeah. Uh, who's the redheaded kid who plays for Wolfsburg? Josh Sargent. There you go. Is he any yeah. good? No, he's really struggled in, in oh. Germany. I think I think they got relegated. Um, they, no, I but, think they I, first save. Hmm. Oh, okay. Well, well. I mean, I, I, I was kind of hoping that he did get relegated because uh, he I think I think the second tier. Well, I think the second tier would do him well um, to you know to win some games and get some confidence because that's that's so important um, for for strikers um, and especially you know young American strikers in Europe just trying to be able to to get a head on their shoulders and get some goals in the back of the net. Um, but yeah, but I, and I, I think there's a big question at goalkeeper right now because Zach Steffen was the next next big thing, but he's evaporated into thin air as soon as he went to Europe. Um, and I uh, in a while. bring yeah, back exactly. Timmy, bro. Timmy is ageless. He's Tim still Howard. playing at USL. Yeah, <laughs> he he bought part of the Memphis team or something and is starting it. himself. I love it. Absolutely <laughs> is, love you it. Know, what that's what I think I'm gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one more question, I think. Time to wrap it up, Mikey. Uh, yeah, what you got a question? Team outside the Premier League that you're excited to watch this year. Oh, good question. Seattle shut, Sounders. Shut Besides the Sounders. In Europe. In Europe, in Europe yes. That's I'm a really show good question. With Pirlo at manager, oh. I think they're just going to be interesting to watch. I don't know if they're going to be dominant. I think they're just going to be fun to watch. Or enter – Inter is going to be really fun. And Hakimi now yep. in the Conte system. They're a good Those team. Those two teams are going to be fun to watch. That Italian Serie A race. race. That's going to be that a, gonna be a fun season. I am excited for that. I don't know, yeah. man. I'm going to shout really Pirlo for the new manager and Inter for the new wingbacks in a Conte system. Like, look out. I want to say – I wouldn't say exciting team to watch, but I'm, I'm very intrigued to see what happens as Barcelona. Like, what does Komen do? Does he, like, they haven't done anything in the offseason. They talk about their aging defense and that they've done nothing in the window to get a defender or to sell defenders. So I, and does Komen 
I mean, Komen has to play Messi. Like it's. I think Messi wrecked their transfer window. I think I yeah I I think you're right. I think that everyone's so left rattled by the, the possibility of him actually leaving that they're just well all their attention's there instead of transfers. That's yeah. That's I think I Sevilla think could be another fun team to watch too. They're a sneaky good team. They obviously won Europa League, but who did? No, where did uh, David Silva? He's at Real Sociedad now, right? But they lost. Mm-hmm. But Martin Odegaard went back to. Real Madrid, so that's not as exciting anymore. I don't know. That's a really good question. I don't think there's any German teams that I'm really excited to. To I mean, BVB and Bayern are fun teams to watch, but Mm -hmm. it's not going to be that different as last year. That's I'm trying to think of teams that are going to make a yeah. What's something new that you're excited to watch? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what Leipzig does. Um, I was thinking about Leipzig a little bit. I mean, because because obviously we saw them a little bit after Timo Warner left, and uh, they still look good. And interesting to see how they're. Yeah, I know they did, and, and so interesting to see how that that Timo hangover comes. Um, I'm also still excited to watch Bayern Munich and and you know Sane being out. Sane's going to tear it up. Oh my goodness, it's going to be fun. It's He's going to tear watch. it up. And then on the other side of the coin, when we're talking about Champions League finalists, um, PSG um, obviously lost their opener. Um, but had a lot of guys out. Um, they lost, dude. They lost their opener to a newly promoted French team. But did you did you see their starting lineup? Well, I yeah, did. But did you see the goalie's COVID. mistake too? That was their third string goalie. Yeah, it makes sense. And but the like, only players that were really starters were their midfielders. Yeah, like but I'm excited and... to see how they do in Champions League. Because um, I, I, I mean, I think. Back. Yeah, I mean, I think Man's, what Man City is going to do the Premier League right now could be the same of what they do to the Champions League. Right Are they going to pull Liverpool? Yeah, and just and just storm. Uh, I think it could happen, um, but also I think they have a lot of fragile. I mean, not a lot of fragile egos, but they have Neymar, um, who has fragile a people. Fragile, Fragile people. Yeah. And I think just fragile performances to begin with. <laughs> I think they yeah. all sometimes go in there a little too in their heads and they get oh, yeah. destroyed yeah. without yeah. realizing but, it. But never underestimate, yeah, never underestimate the advantage of playing in a weak domestic league. I mean, obviously it's not weak, weak. They can't take a week off. But, I mean, that's I mean, why teams like Ajax <laughs> – yeah, I mean, they have a couple guys or a couple teams that can play them. But, but you know, being able to, you know, take Neymar out at the 60th minute when they're beating the crap out of Nantes or whatever, like, that's an advantage. And so when they when it comes down to those critical games, when we're back in the actual flow of things and the Champions League, um, you know, quarterfinals and semifinals are happening. Are those going to stay as two, two legs? legs too. Are they going to stay as two that's, legs? I don't know. Those one-legged games were so fun. fun, so much fun. They were incredibly fun, and I hate the away goals rule. And I'll yes. I'll take that to my grave that the yeah, away goals rule is, is incredibly stupid. And especially if we're still not having fans, then what the hell does the away goal yeah. mean? Two yeah. legs, no away goal rules. I'm all about it. Oh, huge fan! I'd love if that. If it's just goal diff, if it, it yes, penalties, straight that'd penalties. be dope. <laughs> yep, I love it. Or, yeah, or you say, you say goal. that until you say that until Chelsea ties somebody on aggregate. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> All right, boys, get into Europa first. Hey, hey. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, that was a great, great podcast. I appreciate you both and Cody as well for coming out. Um, hey, I look uh, forward to talking to you boys soon. We'll revisit Premier League and Sounders, soccer. Go Hawks. Soon. Mia San Mia, born in 1974. Come on, you guys. Go Mariners. <laughs> All right, boys.